everybody. Welcome to the ATX Metal Podcast. This is the Kick It With Kitty segment. My name is Kitty, and I'm here talking with an amazing artist from right here in Austin, Texas. So without further ado, could you please say your name and the name of your band? Yeah, hi. Uh, my name is Eamon Danzig. Uh, I'm the creator of the band Oradrim. Can you please tell us what you do in your band? Well, I do. Uh, I mean, as far as the writing goes and the composing, it's all me. Um, guitars, bass, drums, vocals. I have friends who are great musicians who help me to do it live. Basically, the whole premise of it originally was just I had this vision and I put it together and found people who thought it was badass. So that's how it um, kind of came to fruition. And just for the folks who may not have heard Oradrim before, you're hearing a song coming in, Metaphysics of the Hangman. Yeah. And could you let us know a little bit about the music that you've put out already to this point, like what it might sound like or who it might appeal to? Well, it's funny because, I mean, as far as it, who, it, who it appeals to, a lot of it was just that um, I wasn't really hearing the music coming out of the radio or on anything that, like, I mean, there's plenty of bands that really speak to me, and I have lots of favorites, obviously, but it's just the music that I heard and that had been pounding in my ears is something that I felt like needed to be heard. Yeah, sorry, what was the original question again? Well, I was going to say we have some of the music coming in, so people are hearing it a little bit. If they're not familiar right. with Oradrim, Obviously, you are a black metal band, but I think it, it might appeal to people outside of, you know, black metal fans as well. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, to me, it was just like kind of a culmination of what I, that's what I was trying to say earlier was it was just a kind of a culmination of everything I love about heavy shit that, you know, I was writing with sort of like a blackened edge to it. You know, I, I don't know if I really went for going for like a specific genre in particular, but like I have been heavily influenced by like especially a lot of the black metal bands coming out of the U.S. these days. But, I mean, obviously, like the classic black metal bands and stuff that came out of um, Northern Europe and Scandinavia and stuff like that. But it's weird because it's a complex history, you know? Like, when I went into writing black metal and trying to be, like, adjacent to black metal and stuff, at the same time, I kind of have to deal with the sort of tainted history that black metal has had over the past several decades. But we can get more into that a little bit. But that's basically, like, kind of the whole concept of where Ordering where came from and, like, who I think it might appeal to is just people who like, like a lot of black metal, but also like an interesting mix of things, you know, I go all over the place. What really struck me of uh, some of the first times I was listening to your music was I felt like I heard a lot of melodic death metal um, mm. to my ear. So I think a lot of people will like your music. And speaking of which, you just released a new single, right? Yeah, like today, called Perdition's Gaping Maw. It's a 13-minute long track. It's like, I think it's a good representation of like my different skills because it has a lot of dynamics. Yeah, definitely go check it out. I mean, it's one of my best pieces of work yet, I think. I'm really excited for that. I haven't got to listen to it yet because, like you said, it was just released. Mm -hmm. So it should be out by the time everybody's listening to this podcast. And uh, what else have you been up to with Origin besides the new single? Mostly, like, doing a bunch of writing. Um, I'm working on um, the, the new single is actually from an upcoming full-length album that I'm working on called Funeral Ecology. But yeah, I've been working on that kind of slowly but surely. Um, back in um, June when we played our last show, our drummer, Alex, see, like we started playing like right after the pandemic, kind of started letting up and finally managed to start playing shows. But then our drummer, uh, for some personal reasons, you know, like no love lost or anything, we're still great friends, but uh, he had to drop out for some reasons of his own. Uh, a lot of it was just that he had too many irons in the fire. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny, actually. Um, his, literal, his literal words to me when he parted was like, 
Origin is literally the best band I've ever played in, and like it's just taking way too much like, energy right now. So, um, which is like to be expected. I mean, all the drummers that I've talked to since then who were interested in playing with us are like, well, I'll have to work up some of the double bass parts that you wrote. And it's like, I, I expect that, you know, because um, I don't know, the stuff I write is it's not, uh, it's not easy, you know, it's difficult. And the new album you said is Funeral Ecology? Yeah. So for that, have you had any creative input from the other musicians, or is this one all you? Uh, still all me for the most part. And I think it's probably going to stay that way for the most part. Well, like I said, you know, uh, Origin is kind of like, I mean, I, my relationship with Origin is a lot like um, Trent Reznor's relationship to Nine Inch Nails. You know, like he has musicians come along and like help him create the show and stuff like that. But Trent Reznor is Nine Inch Nails. Origin will always be Eamon Danzig. So. Actually, that's an interesting point that you brought up. So it's just you. It's your vision. It's your solitary undertaking in the writing department and everything. Um, and if that's the case, what is the significance of calling it Ordrim instead of just using your name? Oh, well, I mean, Ordrim is, uh, I mean, if you really want to get like all Elvis with it and do the reverse R, it's like, oh, it's like whatever, but like, um, Ordrim's fine. I uh, Basically, it's an Elvis word. It means mountain chain. Uh, it can be used as like a, a suffix, like saying Ordrim is a mountain range in the uh, Middle Earth uh, Tolkien universe. But like, our, we're not like a Tolkien-themed band per se. But a lot of I borrow a lot of sentiments from like um, how he portrays like good and evil in his works and sort of like the underlying philosophy of it. I mean, even towards the end of his life, he was like my uh, political leanings are more and more towards like kind of anarchy, you know, where it's like um, everybody can be the master of their own destiny and like a life, you know, a world free of oppression. But uh, even the hobbits were like, you know, trade socialists. They just wanted to they share everything in common and like just eat food and smoke pipe weed and chill out all day, you know. But that's sort of like where Origin came from to me. I, you know, I just kind of, as a huge Tolkien nerd, I uh, kind of just looked at some of the words that I liked and some of the things they relate to. And mountains have always been like a huge part of my influence too. Like I spent a lot of time climbing mountains and stuff when I was younger and still spend a lot like climbing Colorado because my dad lives up there. And uh, a lot of the forest and cheery and just sound that you can hear coming from Origin came from me, like being out in nature and just like, because a lot of my music is about crying out in rage against depression and against the world that treats nature like shit. And um, to me, it's sort of like this scream of the wilderness against this fucked up world we live in, you know? I love the significance of the name and how it creates like the ethos of something larger than yourself. Yeah. It's still encompassed with, within you, but it's something bigger as well. And like you said, you're pulling people in and out of it. I wanted to talk about kind of the lyrical themes because, oh, speaking of lyrics... Just to clarify for our listeners and for me, the vocalist that we hear on the recordings um, is not you, or am I mistaken? So for On the Void Gazer, that's whenever Garrett was still in the band. Okay. And um, basically, at that time, I was writing all the music, and he wrote the lyrics for those songs. But he also had to part ways with me for his own career and was like, you know, no hard feelings or anything. And he was nice enough to let us keep the lyrics. I didn't have to rewrite them. So I tried to, because I would like, I liked his vocals on The Void Gazer. Um, a lot and uh i tried to kind of replicate that uh, as best as i could with my own going forward and uh i've heard from other people who say that i can't really tell the difference really so that's good that's good for me to hear <laughs> and obviously we're talking about an extreme metal vocal so mm -hmm. it's hard to understand and for context um i'm an extreme metal vocalist for anybody listening um that i haven't met and a lot of times i'm like i can't understand what they're saying <laughs> so with your music too sometimes i i don't know exactly what you're saying or what Garrett's saying, but I noticed on the cover art of Coleco 
Memnon? Yeah, you got it. Kelly Memnon. Yeah. um, One of your most recent uh, releases, it's very nature themed. Mm -hmm. Um, So you had talked about Oradrim being like a nature inspired name. Are a lot of your lyrics like nature related that you've been writing yourself recently, or do they span a number of topics? Uh, There's been a number of topics. Most of them are political, um, just in the sense of like being generally anti-oppression, anti-consumer capitalist, like just against the forces of this world that would try to break us apart and hate each other. And instead of us finding collective action and cooperation with each other, the League of Memnon was like basically a cry out against the way that we're um, just systematically destroying the biosphere. I mean, the first song I ever released, Buried at Sea, which is actually... It's a lot different than uh, a lot of the other songs I put out. Because at the time, that was actually the first song I ever wrote with um, with Garrett and my friend Mike in the band at the time. It was a drummer. That was a, that was when we were all in Denton, and we were in a band called What Up Ghoul. But um, yeah, I like redid that song, refinished it, and rewrote rewrote it and recorded it. And uh, that song is like directly about climate change and basically uh, rising sea levels and like all the shit that's like gonna kill us. <laughs> Boy Gazer, that whole thing, that whole concept was like sort of staring into this this um imagine like it's staring into this void that gives you some sort of like divination of like what the future holds at the time i was like smoking shit tons of weed and dropping acid but um and just imagining the fucking craziness of society and garrett and i were kind of on the same wavelength and i was writing the music and most of that is just about like how fucked up everything is and how we need to change it and just like burn down our principles institutions and rise up and from the ashes then metaphysics of the hangman is like very like the first song metaphysics of the hangman is it's got like some satanic imagery and stuff in it, but like it's all like basically about um, people who've gone through religious trauma in their lives and overcoming that trauma and becoming a true self um, outside of a need for religious institution. So it's not like I'm not like anti-religion per se, but there's just a shit ton of toxic religion out there that you know affects a lot of people negatively, and I want it's a I basically want to help people find solace and uh, solidarity with me and what they feel and how I'm feeling, you know, like. If you feel like everything's fucked and you want don't know what to do about it, and I mean, there's plenty we can do about it. Obviously, like I just want to be that voice and I want to be that representation of people who feel the way that I feel. You know, I love hearing you talk about the musical evolution and how maybe the sound has kind of changed over time. There's some different imagery and themes coming in and out. I know this might be kind of a speculative question, but with Ordrim just being your creative vision that you steer the ship, do you think that in the future it would need to stay relatively black metal sounding? Or do you think there would ever be a day when you would really pivot um, in terms of genre or style and still have it be origin? Um, yeah, I mean, it depends on the mood I'm in, really, when I'm writing. But because um, like I said, like, I just, a lot of my guitar style playing and stuff, like, it's very, I always thought that, like, you know, death between death metal and black metal, like, if you're playing right hand guitar death metal is like on the fretboard on the left hand guitar mostly and then black metal is on the right hand mostly and i'm more of like a strum really fast and blast beat type person um i, I can't really play like really technical guitar solos or anything like that like um i'm no steve Vai, obviously but um no like uh I, I, just, I try to keep it pretty technical as much as i can you know but uh, at the end of the day i like um doing that stuff kind of in between more like drawn out um tremolo picking blast beat like cabin shooter type stuff um I mean, every artist is subject to change over the years, and I'm open to it, but um, at least that's the direction I'm going in for now, and I don't see it changing anytime soon, at least. And speaking of artistry, I got to see your live show. You were playing with, I believe, White Phosphorus, and then one of my very best friends. Um, Pedro Mago. Yes. Shout out to them. I 
love them. Um, so I got to see your band live and I got to see your creative vision brought to life. And it was very striking visual. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the visuals of the live show and maybe if there's a meaning behind them? Yeah, so um, our lead singer is dressed up uh, what the, is in a character with what we call the witch. And it's basically just like a black cover with like a spiky thorn halo where the rest of us are all in black. Of course, you saw that show. The shows we played after that, I ended up bringing up, uh, I, I ended up modding my leather armor and started wearing that with spikes and stuff. But we were in all black and uh, with black face coverings. Basically, to sort of, um, I, I wanted the, most of the attention to be on the singer and like the, the, the show that they're kind of the ambience they're bringing to the stage. And then people not really focus so much on us as like personality-wise, but like let the music speak for itself in a way. Um, but yeah, uh, also it's just it's spooky and mysterious. I don't like it. <laughs> that is that's a really cool idea because, like you were saying, the faces were covered, so mm-hmm. you're letting the music kind of control the audience's emotions more than mm-hmm. like the facial expressions of the singer. Which, as you know, and which is all heavy music fans know, a lot of the time the lead singer. You're, the audience is taking the emotion from them because they're making like wild facial expressions mm-hmm. and working the crowd and you are turning that on its head, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. To be honest, um, we've talked about it a few times about like um, maybe doing away with the mask in the future, but I'm not sure. Mainly because of that show of we played the lights going on and off. Like it was so fucking hard to see what I was doing. <laughs> but no, it's, uh, you know, the sacrifices you make to put on a good show, you know, the, I, I, I like I like it a lot, but um, we'll see if it changes or not. Well, I like it because you're forced to think about a live music setting in a new way. Mm. So I think that is kind of neat. It's like kind of a shock to the system a little bit. Mm. And of course, you still have the expression because you're talking about the witch, and I kind of get like the witch king, you know? Mm. Yeah. War goth not, not, not exactly Nazgul, but Nazgul adjacent. And <laughs> you still get a lot of expression because I feel like. There were some claws involved and obviously yeah. really cool, like, motions. Um, so if you haven't seen, for the listeners, if you haven't seen the Ordrim live show, definitely go if you get the chance. It is striking. And it's, I like it. I think it's very unique, you know? Um, Thank you. A lot of the time, obviously, with heavy music, we want to be larger than life. And there's different ways that you can go about that. But having that striking visual element is a really effective way to do that. Yeah. I'm glad you agree, yeah. That's what I was going for. So um, it's good to hear that. My favorite thing that any artist can do is just lean into what they feel. You know, you don't necessarily have to be unique mm-hmm. in a strict sense, but if you're doing what, if you're doing exactly what you want to do, if you're honoring your creative convictions, then I believe that it shows and it just comes across stronger. So I, I did get that from your live show. That's awesome to hear from you, Kitty. That's uh I feel really privileged and humble just to be here talking to you anyway, but to do that from is great. So, yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, you're, you're most welcome. I mean it. I really enjoyed myself. You know, that being said, do you think we might get a live show for the new single or anything like that? Or I want to so bad. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't know. Drummer is always the hardest thing to find in any band. And uh, since Alex left us, we just had a lot of trouble with it. Uh, I keep putting feelers out there, but, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic about it. I know we'll find somebody. It's just a matter of time. Um, but uh, if we haven't found somebody by the time this airs, then, hey, <laughs> give me up some time. <laughs> yes, for sure. I mean, I was telling someone metal is such a fractured, right, genre, mm-hmm. that if you go up to someone and say, hey, let's start a metal band, you could mean two completely different things. Yeah. If you go up to someone and say, hey, let's start a death metal band, again, you probably mean two different things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's 
it's a struggle for sure. But, you know, with your live shows behind you and that track record, it's only a matter of time, I think. Yeah, no, it is. Um, like I said, I'm optimistic about it. I'm not too worried. Um, we actually did recently get invited to play St. Vitus in Brooklyn. It's in sometime in February for, um, oh, and I wanted to pitch this too while I'm on here is, um, I, that song, Metaphysics of the Hangman, was actually recently, um, it's being featured on a worldwide compilation album called Black Metal Rainbows, um, which is, um, some really cool people put together and all the profits are going to go towards, um, helping institutions that help uh, queer youth which uh, I'm all about. Um, I love to hear that. Um, I'm really humbled and, like I said, privileged again to be a part of that, especially with, I'm on, there was some really crazy cool bands like Mari Cognitum, Angst, um, uh, Period Eater, uh, Dawn Raid, I believe, too. It's, it's great. I'm just so stoked about it. Um, but yeah, there's that, too. And where can people go to get that compilation? It's on Bandcamp. Uh, it's 124 tracks for $13. Can't beat that. It's um, and it goes toward a good cause too. They're actually coming out with a um, a booklet too, filled with all kinds of art and stuff. Um, definitely check them out on Instagram as well. Um, so privileged and happy to be a part of that. And at this point, um, oh, just to clarify, so the show in New York is in support of the compilation, right? Yeah, it would be for Black Metal Rainbow. Okay. Yes. Um, yes. It's yeah. I'm I'm trying to fill my feelers out. Maybe even find maybe a drummer of Northeast or one from one of the other bands who are playing. If they could. Maybe potentially we'll learn our stuff so that we can play the show up there, just fly in and do the show and come back. But um, that isn't if we haven't found somebody by then and haven't played shows by then either. So, but yeah, it's going to happen. We're going to get on stage again. We're going to blow people's house off. It's going to be great. Oh, that's so exciting. And, you know, I know it's early, but break a leg <laughs> in New York. And then, um, like you said, you have the whole new album dropping. And yeah. is there, and I'm sorry if I missed this, is there like about a time frame when that might be coming out? It's a work in progress, um, and it's, um, you know, slowly but surely. I'm hoping within the next three or four months, I'll have it done. Uh, where, where in the process are you? Is everything, like, recorded already? or um, Half of it is recorded. Um, the other half is written. But um, it's basically just going to be, like, four or five songs. Um, of course, each one of my songs is, like, super long anyway. So, um, yeah. And are you recording yourself, or are you um, going into a studio and doing that? No, you know, I intentionally, okay, so, like, Origin is a culmination of songs I've been writing um, for years now, but um, really it came to be like right when the pandemic was starting. Um, I was in a ba- I was in two bands at the time. I was in Ia de Puta and Venustra. Um, shout out to them. Great people. I uh, love them. But uh, I took it as a sign to, when the pandemic started and shows dropped off, I just kind of took it as a sign to withdraw and really work on the music that I felt passionate about and had been writing for years. And um, that's, that's how that all came to be. And um, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that, though. Oh, I think you were talking about kind of, now I'm questioning if I remember where we were. I think you were talking about kind of the writing process and that the songs are written for the new album. Oh, yeah. Them. Uh, oh, yeah, recording and stuff. So when that happened, I basically just um, saved up about 600 bucks and bought like a really simple just in-home recording studio with like a few mic- good mics, a good uh, audio interface, some good headphones. And uh, I use Reaper. You know, it's free to use for anybody. You know, it's like, um, I mean, the, you want to pay them 60 bucks because that's, you know, how they you know, get their stuff done. But um, I use pretty much, um, other than that, I use pretty much trial software <laughs> and um, just learned how to do mixing on my own. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm just an amateur, but, you know, I, I learned how to do it well enough to where it sounds good enough that I, you know, approve of it. And um, 
yeah, that's kind of how it came to be. I actually like just bought a bunch of, um, I just bought like, a bunch of acoustic foam and lined the inside of my uh, guest room closet and authority vocals. And I definitely call it Carrie and Worm Records. Yeah. <laughs> I like that because it, it's just another manifestation of, you know, the control that you have over your creative process. So I think that's really neat. And it's admirable that you're doing that. Yeah. You know, I wanted to show people too that um, if you have, you know, some create something creative that you want to get onto waveform and stuff like that, technology has become so much more accessible now and so much more affordable. And uh, I encourage you to, you know, get out and, um, just spend like a, you know a few hundred bucks on a simple setup and just get yourself on a waveform. I actually wasn't. Um, I don't know if you know the band Sabbath Assembly, but um, I was talking to some of the members from them a while back and asking them like, do you have any advice on somebody who's like a songwriter who wants to you know try and make a name for themselves in any way, like just get some attention? And what they told me was like, just get yourself on a waveform somehow. You know, like something to like people can put in and listen to and be like, whoa, this is sick. How can we support this? So that's I took it to heart. That's what I did it because during the pandemic I couldn't do anything live, you know. So I was just like, shit, fuck it. I'm just gonna record all my stuff and put it out there and fuck the labels and fuck the industry, you know. Like if people like it, that's great. If they don't, I did something for myself and I'm proud of it. So I love that because, like you said during the beginning of the interview, you're synthesizing a lot of the music you love and you're creating the music that you want to hear, and I think that's really admirable. And I've had a great time talking to you here. Um, I appreciate you taking time off. I know we're really busy and there's so much to talk about, especially since you really run the show with Origin. But, you know, before I let you go, is there anything that you want to talk about that I may not have touched on? Um, I guess my music is just all about trying to um, give voice to a movement that's all over the place, you know, in every corner of America that's trying to choose love instead of hatred and fight for the rights of everybody to be free and equal and to reestablish our connection with the natural world, which I think consumerist capitalism has severed in a fundamental way. Uh, you know, just um, shout out to everybody, and especially in Austin, who volunteer with organizations to help make the world a better place. You know, that's what Orgrim's all about. And you had mentioned this kind of the music community and some of your favorite bands here in Austin, but are there any Austin-related like venues or bands or media that you want to shout out or recommend that our listeners check out? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm not the greatest at this when I'm put on the spot, but uh, I can tell you that um, uh, I love I love everybody in Health Theory. All those people are, are amazing. Um, Bobby's a friend of mine, uh, and she constantly encourages me uh, to do artistic stuff. Um, uh, having Hera from um, White Foss and uh, Parasiticide as a friend, you probably know her best from uh, Neckbeard Death Camp, but uh, having her as a close friend in my life to be uh, encouraging and somebody who likes my stuff has been a huge confidence booster for me. Shout out to the guys in Pedro Amargo. Love all those guys. Alex, uh, still love you, man. Talk to me sometime. Let's hang out. So many different bands in the scene are really great. Um, uh, I've had a great time playing heavy metal with like a whole bunch of different bands throughout the years this year. Shout out to the guys at EO. Still love those guys. Uh, shout out to Ronan, Venustra, and Ozzy, all them. Man, just such a burgeoning, great scene to be a part of right now. You know, um, I'm so excited about it. I agree. So this is a really great high note to end this interview on. Um, before I let you go, do you have anything to say to everybody listening to the podcast, to your fans or anybody that may have never heard of your band before? Yeah, um, just... Uh... Keep making music that rages. 
Um, you know, I mean, there's a lot in this world that uh, brings us down, and but music is always something that's there for us to fall back on and express ourselves whenever the intensity just feels overwhelming, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, shout out to anybody who makes music that tries to make a world a better place, you know. Well, thank you so much, Eamon, for being here. I'm going to drop the links to the Black Metal Rainbows compilation in the description of this podcast and to your band page. But for anybody listening uh, who can't look at that right now, where's the best place to find you online? We have a Facebook page. We have Instagram. We um, we are on Bandcamp. Uh, most of our music up until this new single is on all streaming platforms. The, the Instagram uh, page is definitely where I make a lot more announcements and stuff for the band. So um, if you want to go check that out, it's Oridrim underscore official. And that's been a challenge. O-R- yeah, O-R-O-D-R-I-M, Oridrim. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Um, everybody go check out their new single. Check out the Black Metal Rainbows compilation. Um, keep an eye out for live shows. And we'll see you again very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, everybody. My anger broke Grace open.